route between more indictments Jordan and Alvin Bragg. So Jordan is, and this is in my opinion, he's he's over his head. He's definitely over his skis on this one, right? Because on Tuesday, Alvin Bragg, the New York District Attorney, filed a lawsuit, Southern District of New York, federal court, against Jim Jordan, Congressman of Ohio, for basically trying to interfere in his case against Donald Trump, New York District Attorney's case. He also filed a lawsuit against Mark Pomerantz. So tell me what you know about these two. Okay, well, look, I agree with you, but, uh, you know, Jordan's walking like Eli Wallach, if that's not too old. <laughs> But he's but he's carrying a pop gun. Uh, you know he's got nothing. Whereas Bragg has brought uh, real weapons to the fight, especially with his lawyer. So look, we, it's always been clear that Jordan is you know completely uh, weeding in in Bragg's garden without any authority. They he's made this far fetched claim. Well, you know, you get some federal money and we want to know how that's spent. And therefore, tell us everything about your investigation of Donald Trump and show up and uh, uh, answer a subpoena, etc. Bragg has made a smart move. He's done a sort of preemptive uh, lawsuit. He goes to federal court, not state court, goes to federal court and asks for a declaratory judgment. Nothing more. Just could we please get... Uh, you, you're the court to, to hold that the Congress, you know, first, it, it has no general police power. Second, has no legitimate legislative uh, role here. And third, just can't be monkeying around with pending prosecutions. And Jordan is sort of bumpered around and, and rattled sabers along with Comer and others. But, you know, he, he uh, no one's ever tried to do what Jordan is, is doing now. And I think it's a lot of posturing. And and he, he uh, you know has a has a bad case. And one last quick point is Bragg has a really hot shot, nationally respected lawyer Ted Boutros, who could take it all the way up to the Supreme Court if need be. So he's he's loaded for bear, and Jordan is you know, loaded for uh, yeah, you know little pipsqueaks. Yeah, I mean Ted Boutros is the real deal. To anybody who doesn't know, I certainly uh, suggest. You look up his name. This is a guy who's very, very high profile. He's a incredible lawyer, by the way. Um, what I really like the most in Alvin Bragg's 50-page um, document, his complaint, was he described the actions of Jim Jordan. And I'm going to quote, a transparent campaign to intimidate and attack his office against former President Donald Trump. I bring up this specific language because the concern for the American people, the concern by American people regarding these actions should be so much greater than what it really is. Yes, those of us who are center and left of center are angry that Jim Jordan, right, is actually doing this and the reasons we believe that he's doing it. But I'm talking more about the center folks, the ones that, it's not that they dislike Donald. They may like some of his policies. They just find him as the messenger to be the wrong guy. But they're not taking the stance that they should. You have a member of Congress who happens to be 
the chair of a committee or multiple committees fucking outrageous who's now doing the work for a former president who's already declaring that he's going to be the 47th president of the united states of america despite the king. fact that jim jordan the congress member has no idea what he's talking about and has no requisite knowledge or information regarding alvin bragg's case it's all yeah. made up. This yeah, is a look, danger I, to I democracy. Really and I, I think for a lot of people, it's just noise on both sides, but it shouldn't be. This is dangerous stuff, having a member. It would be dangerous if a, a member of Congress, and they tried to do it with some success under, uh, under Trump and Rod Rosenstein, tried to get information on a pending federal prosecution. But it's really completely out of line. You know, these guys are supposed to be in favor of local power and federalism and, and the like. And, th and that kind of trying to interfere with a pending prosecution, that, that's, that's really, you know, uh, unprecedented and dangerous. It's bad for defendants. It's bad in democracy. a lot of ways. And I, I think you're right that people see it as, you know, they're not up in arms because it's hard to filter out the noise from different sides. But this is, it's, this is not like the January 6th uh, committee going, you know, looking at, at fully developed facts, but not trying to delve into pending prosecutions. This is exactly what uh, the, the law says you can't do and, you know, be mucking around in a grand jury investigation. Oh, and by the way, of course, it's not as if it, it, it purports to be any kind of neutral investigation. They, they say flat out, um, you know, in, in response to Bragg's letter and lawsuit, they say, oh, well, so now first he brings a non-case against the president and now he's telling us we can't even look into how we spend our money. In other words, you have... Some you know high up officials in one party really disparaging this case that before they even knew about it before the indictment was even unsealed and that that makes the whole thing really fraught and politicized. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to give you the comparison between the two sides between the competent counsel Boutros, uh and on behalf of Alvin Bragg and Alvin Wolfett, along with. Contra position onto it of that of Congressman Jim Jordan. So, <laughs> in the Bragg complaint, and again, I'm going to quote now, it states In sum, Congress lacks any valid legislative purpose to engage in a free ranging campaign of harassment in retaliation for the district attorney's investigation and prosecution of Mr. Trump under the laws of New York. All right, goes on to say that campaign is a direct threat to federalism and the sovereign interests of the state of New York. Now, it then goes on. This court should enjoin the subpoena and put an end to this constitutionally destructive fishing expedition. These are powerful and intelligent words. And they, he brings the receipts, right? You've got you've got fifty pages of you know about forty of them are just going back and forth, and they kind of speak for themselves. The really intemperate and you know overbearing uh, letters from Jordan and all his public statements, etc. Yeah, and then let me just then contrast it to <laughs> dear old Jimbo Jordan, who then puts out into a tweet. Thank God, right? I mean, God forbid he would put it out on his congressional letterhead or do it, you know, in some other manner other than a tweet. 
and I quote, first, they indict a president for no crime. Then they sue to block congressional oversight when we ask questions about the federal funds they say they use to do it. Now, there's so many, it's such a short two sentences, but there's so many untruths in those 40 or so words. First of all, he's not president. He's a former president. So let me start with that. They indict a president for no crime. How does he know? How does he know? It's funny because I spent, as you're well aware, 23 occasions with the district attorney of New York. 20 by testimony, by providing information, two times to the grand jury, and one time I was just in the batter's box in order to impeach anything that Costello would say that left the grand jurors with a question. Thank God the guy's so incompetent and that he is, you know, he's so full of shit that there was no need for me to even come in to rebut. Not to mention time in the pokey for this supposed non-crime. Exactly. How does he know, considering I don't know, and I believe that I've probably been before the DA of New York more than anybody else. How does he know that there's no crime? And then, they sue to block congressional oversight when we ask questions about the federal funds. Well, where did you ask questions to? Right? You may have questions, but you haven't asked anybody questions about federal funds. And what federal funds is he asserting? He's asserting that $5,000 in federal funds is now being used as retaliation. Great word. It's a word that Judge Alvin K. Hellestein used when they unconstitutionally remanded me back to prison for Trump getting his pecker pulled by a porn star, right, to his office's investigation into Trump that led the indictment. How does he know any of this? How does he know what the full extent of the crime is? So he does nothing. And remember, this refrain started before the indictment was unsealed. On this uh, money stuff, this is why I say pop gun instead of maybe, you know, water pistol. There in uh, Congress, there's a federal money goes everywhere, including some to local prosecutors. But Bragg's already given an account of that and said, you know, actually, when uh, we had to uh, sue Trump and take it up to the Supreme Court, you could say that a few thousand dollars of the federal funds <laughs> were used for that. But it, it's a complete empty pretext, the suggestion that somehow they are just being wise superintendents of federal funds. They're being, you know, they want to politically second guess his judgment, reveal secret grand jury things to the American people, polemicize and and politicize it. So that's a very, very thin uh, read to say, well, Congress gives you some money. You know, if he's, it's a, it's a smart move by Brad. I say flush him. Right now, Jordan is, you know, really, he's got a road tour plan to go to New York to basically um, insult Bragg for their crime uh, records. Bragg came out and said, actually, we're doing a lot better than Columbus, Ohio, where, where you're from. But it's all irrelevant. By the way, do you know that? Do you know the numbers? It's three times the number. Yeah. Three times based upon population than New York. But all of it has nothing to do with nothing, right? Except what he wants to do is muck around in the Trump 
secret uh, proceedings. That's there, there's a place, time and a place to do that. The time is in a criminal trial, and the place is in the New York court. So it, you know, officious intermeddler, I think, is the is the title that Jordan adds to his many others in uh, in this latest campaign. Yeah. By the way, it's not five thousand dollars. Once again, Jim Jordan is wrong in terms of federal funds. Let's not forget that Donald has Secret Service protection. Uh, around, you know, around him 24-7. That's federal nothing funds that he used to pay them. To it does make a difference. That's he had to get to New York, Congress you know, based upon this indictment and surrender and everything. The federal funds that are being used, perks. you know, Fuck in order that. to hold this guy accountable We're for his for dirty deeds shit. is certainly a lot more than five. I don't even know where. It's a, you know what I love the most? I'm just talking about what Bragg says his office spent. Sure. That's where Jordan says, you know, I want to over, oh, give oversight. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, five thousand dollars it's right on the exact dollar amount you know i mean it's it's funny what it's maybe it's forty nine hundred dollars maybe it's five thousand one dollars who the hell knows maybe but, it's five million dollars it's got nothing to do with the what does it have to do with accountability excitement. yeah exactly yeah so let's talk about another case that's going on right now you have the e Jean carroll case and yeah. that begins on april 25th as you know as judge uh lewis uh, kaplan said you know and very much like Angeron. Come hella high water. This case is this case is proceeding, right? And this yeah. one's supposed to begin on April 25. So Monday, Judge Lewis A. Kaplan issues an order directing the parties in the case to notify him by April 20th whether they will be present throughout the trial. Meaning, is Trump going to be there? Could you imagine? He may actually elect not to be in the courtroom during this case, mm -hmm. despite the fact that he's the yeah, defendant. He and then Tuesday, Kaplan issued a new ruling a to keep the identity of the jury anonymous. Smart move, in my opinion. What's your take on how Kaplan is handling this case? Very strictly in holding Trump's feet to the fire. He's also right. he's he's issued rulings uh, on in pretrials. For example, she's going to be able to Eugene Carroll introduce other episodes nah, where Trump nah. allegedly assaulted women other to sort women. of show a pattern of Thank behavior. You, As you say, he's been strict on the timing. There's a there's a this just in bulletin. Trump has come and asked for another four-week delay on the uh, theory that this late, latest spate of publicity with his indictment from Bragg just is so, it has created so much prejudice against him that you need a quote-unquote cooling off period. <laughs> Kaplan has been really uh, tough, and people, you know, don't, don't uh, I think, see this as they should in the overall kind of different, you know, arrows and slings that are headed uh, right at, at Trump's uh, midsection here. He may, if he doesn't show up, of course, he's inviting, he's already in so many ways inviting the jury to uh, hate him and rule against him. I think there's a real chance he takes a default judgment on liability and just comes back for uh, damages, just doesn't show up that way because he's going to just be, you know, it's going to be a total cluster uh, for him, the, the trial and the evidence itself. And the only way he can even, this is, gets a little lawyerly, but I think it's an important point is coming up in the different ones. He wants to say, oh, I never met her, she's not my type, etc. He's going to have to testify to bring that across, and 
you know better than I. Donald Trump cannot testify. He is the worst, you know, witness of all time. And they have such, uh, you know, they can bring lie after lie against him. So it's an almost unmanageable case. And by the way, with a really sharp lawyer on the other side and this one too as in Brad, Roberta Carter who is totally yep. the clobber of if he takes the stand uh, he, you know, and so I, I, I'll be really interested to see what, if Kaplan gives him a few weeks it, I, it doesn't seem like a great reason for, you know, he's a, he's a uh, high profile he guy, he'll be a high profile guy Shot in three down, weeks uh, also uh, but he's looking for one last level no delay, off but now it for really you, is, serial uh, you know, the the Time, you know, time for the. It's midnight at the OK Corral here as well, and he's uh, he's in big trouble if he shows up. Big trouble if he doesn't show up. This one is yeah. really, really yeah, uh, killer. And of do. course, it's it's yeah, a dual case. Right now, they're talking defamation, but she was also able to bring a sexual assault case based on the original episode because the, the New York uh, <laughs> legislature passed a special law to let her. So I think this is a clear and present danger to Donald Trump in a big way. Yeah, I agree with you. And I agree with you on the strategy that they're going to employ. They're going to take the default judgment or they're Are going to so? acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're going to. And the reason I say that, that's the exact strategy that they're using right now on my, on my case against Donald Trump for the legal fees. What they did is they said at the time, and this was in open court, they said that if in fact we lose this motion for summary judgment, then we will um, concede liability and we'll go to trial for damages. Okay. And ultimately, you know, it was overturned five nothing on appeal and they conceded because part of the ruling was that if in fact they were going to contest now on liability, I have the right, because I have already put those requests in, to depose Donald, Alan Weisselberg, and Don Jr. You could not get three worse people to sit at a table for a deposition than, you know, heckle, jekyll, and schmeckle. All right. I mean, it's just the way. And, and in no dissenting way, I would say Schmeckel is probably Donald. You know, Heckel is Don and Jekyll is uh, Weisselberg. And I'd have to wait for him to come out next week, which Schmeckel. that's just a whole nother sore spot for me. So let me move on and then ask you this question. Yeah. So Bill Barr says, and who gives a shit with Bill Barr? Let me know why I'm asking you this question. That the strongest case <laughs> against Trump right now is currently the Moralardo documents case. And Jack Smith got some important new evidence tying Trump to obstruction of justice. Do you agree with Bill Barr that it's the best case against Donald? And is an indictment in that case coming soon? Your opinion? I, I do agree, and I've been saying this for a while. I mean, you look at the panorama, Bragg's case, pre-presidential conduct and uh, doesn't have big penalties. Fulton County it looks kind of serious, but there's going to be a lot of legal challenges uh, because of uh, the, the Georgia posture and it being in a state. January 6th, in some ways, the most serious but unprecedented sprawling Mar-a-Lago is really the sweet spot because the, 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 it's 
for starters, such a strong rebuttal to people who say, like, you know, Jordan's saying now, that somehow Trump has been singled out for political reasons. A thousand percent clear that anybody who did one-tenth of what he did, the, the DOJ would be prosecuting. Second, the Hello? Hello? Yeah. What I do? Right? I use, my, I use money at his direction, his, um, you know, at, at, for his benefit. You know, in coordination with you know with his to an NDA, and that's a charge for me. And then this isn't top no, secret, highest classification documents. No, but I think we, I, I may have, I may have missed something. We may be talking past it. I'm saying this is a really serious. Yes. A, yeah, it's a clean charge for starters, as you can show, would be brought against anyone else. It's grave, as you say. These are documents I, you know, I've been in government. You, you can't even look at these things except in a separate room, surrendering your phone, etc. It's a, they take it very seriously. But the obstructive um, conduct on Trump's part is just so flagrant and arrogant and Trumpian. And uh, they, they've developed, Smith has developed some really good uh, evidence. First, as you say, we've got this report of different people lately where, you know, he gets a subpoena. He, he screws, he, you know, he diddles them around for a long time. But then a subpoena comes. You know, that is really the, uh, the sobering moment. You, you, uh, are you going to be a criminal or are you going to uh, obey the law? He decides to be a criminal. And they have evidence that has him going over the, some of the papers, that has him uh, ignoring counselors' uh, admonitions. You have to follow through. And they've got the evidence. We don't know what it is yet, but his actual conversations with his lawyer at the time, which he would have thought would have been protected. So I think Smith really has the goods on it, and it's a case that nobody can say wouldn't, you know, is just ginned up for political reasons. It's clean. You can really get your hands around it. And uh, so, yeah, I see it as the most dangerous and coming. I, I let me put it this way: I don't know what what other big steps remain for Smith to undertake. Whereas in January six, he now has gotten orders for Pence. For uh, Stephen Miller was in there yesterday. Supposedly Meadows, although he'll probably take the fifth. But that's still a lot to de to develop and figure out. And there are First Amendment possible issues. The documents one is clean. It's federal. Uh, Smith has gotten great evidence from it. That that to me is the is the you know the the dagger really poised at uh, at Donald's as you say that Donald's uh, throat. <laughs> so there's two things there. Yeah. First of all, I believe that it's actually not one but two lawyers who over the course of the uh, time period signed affidavits or attestations that there were no more documents, right? Didn't Corcoran, yeah, didn't he sign a document or make statements that they had searched? Or was that Christina Hobb? Or was so, it both of them? No, so I think Corcoran uh, uh, went to Christina and said, oh, sign right here, you junior lawyer. And she <laughs> had the presence of mind to say, based on what I've been told. So he actually, uh, and this was like quite, quite the uh, antenna ringing uh, event, said, yeah, sign right here. And, and Trump told me it's okay. That's why you really want to hear from, and Bob's already cooperating, and so you want to hear from Corcoran, and I think they did. He got ordered to, and he went in 
a week ago Friday and no reason to think he took the fifth. That's got to be killer evidence. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guaranteed Jack Smith. This is a guy who knows what he's doing versus this crackerjack clown car of counsel that Donald has surrounded himself yeah. by. I mean, it was Maybe. unbelievable during the indictment. You see guys like Boris Epstein, right, sitting at that table. Why? What was that? I mean, what does he, you know, does, does he think? Bill, right, even, he think? even today, he was at that table. It's it's crazy, right? Miller also. Yeah. They're just I still just don't get circle. Elite. I guess there's nobody else. Well, that's the problem. You got Alina Haba. You have yeah. I, it's such. It, it's like I said. It's just a clown car. But you know, Harry, what bothers me a lot, as I'm watching television, I hear so many pundits say, "Well, the Alvin Bragg case is the weakest of the four cases," and that may be true. And I'll even acknowledge, which I have, that. Seditious conspiracy, the January 6th case, is certainly ranking the highest, in my opinion, for things that sh you really should go to jail for, trying to overthrow the government, right? But why are we now ranking cases of criminality, right? So because he's being looked at for seditious conspiracy, for theft and misappropriation of top secret classified documents, because he's looking at another one of trying to overturn a free and fair election, the Fannie Willis Fulton County, Georgia case, that means that they shouldn't look at the hush money payment scheme by Donald because it's such a lower crime in comparison to the others that it ranks fourth, so therefore it shouldn't have been brought. I don't understand that logic because if that logic rang true, Al Capone never would have gone away. I always call this the Capone theory. They couldn't get him for murder. They couldn't get him for racketeering, extortion, bootlegging, and the other countless things that he was doing. So they got him on tax evasion. You can call it ticky-tack all you want. I promise you, Whatever if works, this was man. you, as it was me, you two would have well, ended up at a federal correctional institution. He must institution. be disqualified. We're screwed. So I'm totally with you, and I'm getting a little nervous. We're like halfway through the show. We haven't we haven't had anything to disagree on. But uh, but it's, it's absolutely right. And first, uh, you can show, and uh, people people said otherwise. But uh, the good they we now have all kinds of cases where they did it in similar circumstances. But I think it's just a way to try to make it seem like you know you've heard at it at its worst this sort of trivializing idea. Oh, it's a, an accounting error. What Bragg has done well, he was pretty, uh, he hasn't really shown his hand too, so far in the indictment, but he's, in his public statements and the statement of fact, he made this into an overall scheme, beginning with, you know, uh, approaching David Pecker, I think you were even there in 2015, going into the White House, and it's a scheme about concealing information from the American people in a way that was designed to and maybe could have, and for all we know, swayed the election. That's serious and, and grave. And it's not unusual, and you know this as a lawyer, for like the actual legal violation that you pinpoint to have elements that don't go mm -hmm. precise 
the, the what the lawyers called a grovelman. But I mean, this was a total Trumpian uh, thing to just keep information that the, that the American people had a right to have and could have really swayed an election. There's nothing trivial about that. You're right if we're ranking that, uh, you know, you go up from there to seditious conspiracy, but but we don't have to be um, ranking. And, I you know, it's gotten this focus because it's the first. But, you know, in a few months from now when Fulton County and maybe Mar-a-Lago are out, it, it will sort of uh, fade into obscurity that it was first. He'll just be, you know, right. I, you know, in an open field, kind of, you know, like a wounded bull going from, from place to place, including E. Jean Carroll. He's got to sit for another deposition in uh, Letitia James, your favorite case, and you're her favorite uh, part of that case. So it's just, you know, things are everywhere, and you don't, you're, you're, I totally agree, you don't compare... I, I, I made the mistake of saying relatively trivial, which it was on one of these shows, and the, you know, got a gotcha moment. No, it's it's totally righteous, and it's righteous because what it's about is pulling the wool over the American public's eyes and possibly uh, changing the results of an election. Nothing silly about that or ticky tack. Nope, nothing at all. You know, what's interesting is I've heard through the grapevine that Donald is walking around Mar-a-Lardo. He's fucking angry at no. everything. Hey, I mean, he's just kind of like the angry. We're gonna, <laughs> I can understand it. You know, it's... We're going to put out some stuff, too. Accountability is not something that he deals with, with or ever job. has. And so this is a whole new experience yeah. for us. Especially in light of the fact that Jack Smith had several recent wins in court including that Pence is now going to have to testify um, and that Pence is not going to fight the subpoena. I found that to be interesting because I find him to be a spineless asshole. But Pence will be under oath. What are you expecting to come out of that testimony? Yeah, and I just want to double back on one thing that, you know, we've got the latest, uh, he's just said that he will continue to run for president if he's convicted, he said that this morning. So you're talking about, you know, an incredible spectacle of a former president being just, you know, it's, it's like the, the scene in Monty Python with, you know, a mere flesh wound. But he's he's under assault. We're so far past the Teflon Don idea. If you add up the civil and the criminal stuff, this he he is uh, you know got it incoming from all directions. All right, so including now Pence, I really agree with you. It was interesting because Pence, you know, uh, planted a flag and said, "I'm going to defend the speech or debate clause claim." Mm -hmm. Presumably, you never even heard of. Uh, but but uh, I had thought it was a political calculation. I've got to appease the Trump faithful. And maybe he's finally uh, figured out I'm never going to, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm not going to get there by trying to uh, make uh, the Trump uh, folks uh, love me. That, that will never be. I think he'll give it up pretty much. And it's going to be. Uh, you know, uh, you can see it almost in, in a comic R-rated form. What exactly did he... Well, the president was reckless. Uh, Mr. Vice President, tell us exactly what President Trump said to you when you were in the wings of the White House, when you were on the phone with him January 6th, when he was, you know... Um, I think uh, the legal term is, you know, ripping you a new one uh, to, to, to get you to... 
um, to call off the the ones illegally the one six certification. I don't see why. You know, he may have some convenient losses of memory, but how are you going to credibly forget when the, your boss, the President of the United States, is like savaging you like you've never been savaged in a vulgar and profane way? And I think he's gonna he's gonna give it up. There may be other things there too because he had a lot of the, the Pence is is present for a few things, not all that much, but it's the one on ones that we don't have yet that he's going to be really providing vivid testimony and that yeah, but Trump will just but Harry Trump will just turn around and say it's hearsay I never said it prove it well, uh, I'm back to my lawyerly uh, nerdy ways he, I don't know how he's going to say it in court uh, you know who's going to I mean so you'll have Pence say it Trump can only say if he takes the stand, good luck for that. And even if he tries, that's right, it'll come down to does a jury believe what Pence is saying. And not just Pence, right? We now have uh, seven other people whom they rejected the executive privilege claim for, and Trump never say die, actually. I think uh, your listeners will know this. He's still trying to fight the Pence uh, executive privilege part of things. That's the one that he appealed, and presumably that's going to take two days now. The DC Circuit has has rejected that again and again and again. So you have the possibility that Smith has not only you know in the next few weeks the, that whole list of, of people, uh, not just Meadows, uh, but Cuccinelli and Miller and you know three or four more. Now we'll see. I Meadows is the number one to me, and will he, you know, take the fifth, and if he does, will the DOJ give him... You know, um, you're back to your ranking, but Harry, Harry, sorry, yeah, sorry, Harry, you're back to your ranking. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that Mark Meadows would be the number one person. Uh, You know, let me give you my thoughts on this, knowing the scenario, because obviously, you know, Smith's special grand jury the other day uh, talked to Stephen Miller. Yeah. Six hours, right? Yeah. First, I want to ask you, what do you think that they talked about? What do you think that they talked to Miller about? And why I think that Miller is at least on par with Mark Meadows. That dirtbag was around well before Mark Meadows. He was there almost from the very beginning. Like as soon as the campaign started kicking off, Donald has come to rely upon Miller as a speechwriter to the point that Miller would write it. Sometimes Donald wouldn't even read it in advance. And then he would turn around while he's sitting on the plane going to it. He would take his crayon and he would start marking a little bit up and so on because Miller actually managed to capture Donald's voice. He really managed to hone in on the racism, sexism, the misogyny, the xenophobia, the homophobia, the Islamophobia, and despite him being a Jew himself, the anti-Semitism that Donald likes to relate to his, you know, to his listeners and to his rally goers. So what do you think that they talked about? Yeah, and you know, he is, he's the ultimate hanger on. He was a kid, and he uh, had tremendous sort of, sort of you know, staying power basically because he really was the ultimate sycophant for Trump. Six hours is a long time. I know one thing they talked about Miller had a big hand in the speech at the Ellipse 
and there were words that Trump put in that are really uh, bad, and they and they uh, I don't have them in front of me now, but they they have a back and forth where even Miller there's a fight about you know you cannot say this, Mr. President. So that's going to be you know that everything involving the the speech will be a part of it. But like you, I have a sense. I mean, you uh, you were you know there uh, with uh, with uh, standing right there on the sidelines, but he just became one of you know Trump. Trump goes to his friendliest audience, and that was Miller. So I think uh, there's. I, I I'm not at all surprised. There's six hours of material, and and it just covers everything. I think starting even before the election. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. So then let's then jump to Mark Meadows, right? Because other than Pence and Miller, so Mark Meadows. He's definitely a person that the grand jury wants to hear from. Where is he? I don't understand. Where is he? And do you think that Meadows has already flipped? A lot of people believe that he might have already flipped. I do not believe he's already flipped. I think we would know it if he did. He's had, you're right, he's stayed really, you know, everything about Trump and Trump circle has been run exactly contrary to the book. Meadows is the way the book's supposed to be. Through a combination of some good fortune and some good lawyering, he has stayed undercover. And, uh, you know, he, he's uh, avoided the, the showdown that really the country deserves. Le you know, leave alone uh, Jack Smith. He was involved. The reason I, I see him as the most important is he is the closest to uh, from you know physically and um, therefore in communication all the way through this period. He goes down to Georgia and is deeply involved there. He's deeply involved in the DOJ, you know, attempted coup and January sixth itself. He's taking all the phone calls. He, you know, he's the guy who says, uh, "You heard, you you heard him." He thinks Pence ought to be hanged. He's the closest we have to the, uh, you know, actual um, uh, translator for you know, for Trump. He's you know he's heard it all, and he got you know remember he did a little bit of cooperation with the committee. Gave them the. the th Hi there. I'm running speech. Presidential speech. Uh, yeah. Acceptance of uh, nomination for presidents. Okay, um, you may, it's kind of a, yeah, it's my, you could consider it mock, you could consider it comedy, but it's like, uh, like comedies, like, uh, Trevor Noah, kind of like, uh, you know, Jon Stewart, kind of political comedy. Anyway, I'm a little bummed, because I just wrote a nice segment, and, uh, but my text, it was too long for my fucking text message to myself. So, um, I'm going, I'm have to figure out what, try to figure out what's, what I just said. Okay. <clears throat> this is, uh, this is one of them. It's pretty long. I've put in a couple thousand words already. Um, Okay. So I'll just pick up, a, this is the last uh, segment, and maybe it'll help jog my memory. Okay. Um, 
Another thing we will do on the first day of my presidency would be to decriminalize drugs for recreation or spirituality and turn it into a cash cow. We've seen the economic boon that recre recreationalization has brought to state economies. Of course, we, would, we will expunge all the records immediately for cannabis, immediately re release any prisoners for po um, possession, use, or sale of such. I would set up, I would set the, I would get, put the AFT on that, a task force to identify with the courts, the ACLU, and the ACLU to determine which prisoners should be set free immediately. Immediately we will strike any quotas from the prison system and law enforcement. And I'm in favor of dismantling the for-profit prison industry and totally reforming it with the assistance of scholars and experts in these fields, and rehabilitation in particular, because currently... Uh, Okay, um, it just sets them back out on the streets. Okay. Uh, I will give notice that half of the police force will be let go if you have an unblemished record of service. And at home, of course, you will get severance pay. We'll hire back half women and perhaps a quarter social workers. We'll be making a lot of public apologies for the police brutality of the past and offering compensation packages to those who were victimized by police brutality. Basically, we will purge the bad apples from law enforcement. Absolutely no ties to white supremacist terror groups or hate groups allowed. And any officers involved in considering murders, lynchings, they will be fired and investigated. As for ed education, we will fully fund all public schools and withdraw charter school funding, which takes the money away from our public school system and puts them into radicalizing private schools for their rich, for the rich and uber-Christian, judgy, the judgy uber-Christians. We will tax the church out of existence, hopefully, and they will be charged and shut down, if possible, uh, any re religious institutions that have covered up abuse of children and pedophile priests, who will all be tried for their crimes. I want to return to the idea of justice for GOP traitors. I propose all of them are charged with treason and terrorism,
simple. Okay. Pure and simple. Okay, so this is what I wrote. Um, and on my first day, I will be. Um, these traders will be the GOP traders will be disqualified from public office. All 160 plus of them. Then we will be able to breathe the collective sigh of relief that these motherfucking terrorists are safely behind bars. At last, as you probably know, nobody else is talking about this. These people are terrorizing us. Hello, hello, America. Hello, they're terrorists. And by allowing them to remain in office and remain unindicted for their crimes against America, our government, America, is negotiating with terrorists. Pure and simple. Get to work. Congress will be able to get to work. To work.
Okay, so here we go. Um, you still there? Yes, you are. Hello, darlings. Okay, here we go. So once these motherfuckers are safely behind bars and out of our Congress, it will take some time. We will need we will need to set aside some time for this important uh, transition period. Okay, um, Congress will be in a bit of disarray, so we want to hold special elections to replace them with proper elected representatives who are not fucking traitors. Oh, it would be so wonderful to have a Congress that is actually able to get to work. Congress without these fucking saboteurs trying to, to co-conspire to set free the worst criminal in human history. Once they're gone, we can get to the business of the nation. We can... It will put us back on track to being the best country in the world when our Congress can actually face the important challenges of actually governing the country. This, I predict, will herald in a new era where social benefits... Oh, where's the part about the uh, special elections? Said this time for an important transition period. Okay, well, um, almost 200 Republicans will likely be removed from office and charged and prosecuted for insurrection for their role in, insur on, uh, in the January 6, 2021 insurrection. We will hold special elections to replace them all. Okay, um, um, um. This, I predict, will herald in a new era where social benefits will increase and improve for everybody, the entire population. Not just the wealthy, but everybody. Students, old people, mothers, fathers, grandparents, every part of society will be reformed for our collective betterment. So good job, America, and thank you for nominating me. I accept your nomination for President of the United States and look forward to crushing these motherfucking traitors and terrorists. By the way, La uh, Brandon is doing a good job. I give him that. But I didn't vote for him because the Democrats uh, and Diaper Don was right about one this thing this the democrats rigged both 2016 and 2020 elections so i have no particular fondness for the corporate democratic choice of candidates for president in fact i'd like to point out that if the democrats hadn't interfered in our elections by refusing to allow us our number one choice of bernhard sanders we would not have had a wannabe dictator in office in the first place about a million americans would still be alive today if the Democrats hadn't interfered in our elections, I will instruct my DOJ to open an investigation into Democrats as well. 
That's something for all you Republicans to vote for me if you want to. Okay, uh, okay, Democrats, okay, let's see here. Here's the reason for Republicans, here's a great reason for Republicans to... Reason, here's a great reason for Republicans to vote for me. If you want to see the Democrats nailed for election interference in 2016, 2020, vote for me. I will instruct my Justice Department to open an investigation into that. Okay, here's a great reason for Republicans to vote for me. If you want to see the Democrats nailed for election interference in 2016, 2020, vote for me. I would instruct my Justice Department to open an investigation into that. To me, it was clear that Shadow was purposely tanked, and it was a setup that Pete Buttigieg would declare he won that night in the Iowa primaries. in there but anyway yeah, let's see should I go back yeah I'm gonna go back read the parts that I wrote before okay my fellow and sister Americans I accept your nomination for president of the United States 2024 thanks for your vote in advance that's Christopher Prez you may know now be you may now rest be you may now rest assured that the country is in good hands, barely rested away from the grimy, filthy, frankly, quite evil clutches of fascism. You chose wisely, America, and now as a reward for choosing wisely for ourselves, the best qualified candidate for the job of leading the country and his jobs, plural, I assure you, I'm aware that 24-7 for the next four years, I will be shining goodness on this country like you've never seen. You will rapidly see an astonishing but wonderful fashion. Uh, um, we will rapidly, in astonishing but wonderful fashion, transform into a green economy. Congratulations, America. You chose wisely. We will experience a period of prosperity and peace like never before in our country's history. Quite frankly, we will be giving credit where credit is due. This will be a meritocracy. That means the best qualified people get the job. And we will reform everything for the better. 
we will raise our standard of living immediately. Women will be uplifted. Black people will be uplifted. Indigenous people will be uplifted. Everybody will be uplifted. Even the white people will be happy because they will get generous retirement packages and new options for their old age than ever before. You chose wisely because I'm the best educated candidate as well. I have more degrees than all of Congress put together. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, U.S. Justice Department, what about the 25 other cases of sex? Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 this was... Uh, wait, blah, 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 blah. Okay, congratulations, America. You chose wisely. This means we will have a new era of prosperity like never before because I'm not corrupt. You should thank yourselves for having the power of discrimination, positive discrimination, making choices that are good for you and good for us all at the same time. It's good for women to have a woman president. It's good for students to have a student president. It's good for teachers to have a teacher president. It's good for media and journalism to have a journalist president. It's good for comedy and the general well-being of the na nation to have a comedian president. And psychologists with psychology backgrounds. For God's sake. Now for political strategy. Man is a political animal, like Aristotle said. I've been calling for years for Mr. Trump to be disqualified from public office for his insurrection, and I've also called for additional treason and terrorism charges. Nobody else is talking about that. I want to point out that I'm going to be talking about things that nobody else is talking about, but we should all be talking about. We should all be talking about why we still have the 160-plus insurrectionists in Congress, and why hasn't the Justice Department charged them and removed them from office under the 14th Amendment? Hasn't the Justice Department read the Constitution lately? Now, if for some reason... Trader Trump does not get disqualified from public office and actually have to run against him. I relish this opportunity to crush a fascist pig for y'all and to save this country since nobody seems to have the balls.